Hey guys, this is FilterCord, one of your hosts. Um, I just wanted to let you know here at the beginning that we had some trouble getting this up, you know, some hosting issues, um, distribution channel problems. So uh, some of the stuff we talk about in this is a little uh, late. We specifically mentioned a Humble Bundle that's very expired by now. So uh, bear with us on that. And now that we've you know figured out our process, uh, this shouldn't happen again in the future. But thanks and enjoy our first episode. What's going on, guys? Uh, This is the very first Mammoth Games, Inc. podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. We also have... uh... Yeah, we have FilterCord over here. Uh, Austin Jones, I do a lot of uh, reviews on the website, and um, hopefully I'll be able to do a lot of these podcasts as well. Yeah, Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, so uh, we definitely wanted to think of something that'd be a good intro, and I think a good way to kind of get to know us other than Night Swarm's streams, which is actually a great way to get to know him. Um, kind of talking about things that we're fanboys of, things that we, um, kind of don't get that other people are really into. Um, I mean, obviously this will, you know, cover all of our favorite games and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that'd be a great, uh, first episode, great intro. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think, I think that'll work. Um, I guess just kicking it off, uh, what's probably the thing that you're the, like, biggest advocate for? Well, definitely, um... I mean, I'm a huge fan of Bioware. Um, Bioware's definitely my favorite studio. I've got every game they've made and every, you know, like offshoot sequel to games they've made since at least Knights of the Old Republic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I had like pre-ordered the Old Republic MMO when that was coming. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda recently here, I was pretty forgiving about some of its issues, so... um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, I, I, that's hear, a big one. I hear they're, you know, uh, listening to their audience a lot more uh, for, you know, fixes and whatnot. So that's going to be kind of yeah, cool yeah. to see it evolve. I didn't jump into uh, Mass Effect um, Andromeda right away. So picking it up later, mm-hmm. maybe it'll feel like a completely different, like probably not a completely different game, but like it'll be more polished, I think. Yeah, it's a, I mean, not to dive too much into it, but... Um... You know, it's definitely going to be like, it, it was just put out too soon. Um, it was the team that worked on it, uh, I should say who was the lead on it, because all the studios ended up putting work into it, but uh, the guys who were the lead of it, um, they worked on the multiplayer for Mass Effect 3, so um, they definitely nailed, like, combat and stuff was very good, um, the, you know, they improved cover and different systems like that, but uh, yeah, it just, it, it needed a little more work. I mean, it's basically all polish problems, and uh I mean, that's kind of typical now in games anyways, that, you know, day one patch has to fix a bunch of problems. Uh, week two patch has to fix a bunch more, you know. That's kind of just typical now with yeah. any kind of big release. Yeah, most games have that. Um, like, especially when you first put the game in, it's like, this is kind of like the skeleton of our game, and then, like, here's the stuff that yep. we messed up on. So here's the big patch for that, and it's like 16 gigs or whatever. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I mean, not only to, I, I like that you have to install stuff now, because I always did that in the past anyways, and it just makes it run so much smoother. Right. Um, so yeah, you get that, like, depending on your network connection and, you know, what version of consoles you have, I guess, now with Scorpio coming out, PS4 Pro's already out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you got like a good hour or so to install, and then like a good hour or so patch to slap on there, so. Right. Uh, there's no such thing as a midnight release anymore. 
Yeah, that's kind of, and that's one thing that I do think is unfortunate, is yeah. that, like, I actually, um, I guess a little backstory, uh, Austin and I used to work at GameStop together, so we spent a decent amount of midnight releases together, and I, I really enjoyed the midnight releases. Almost every single one of them had, a, had something ridiculous that happened. Uh, yeah, we were so, in a mall, too. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, to get the mall to stay open, they had to leave, like, an extra security guard or two. Uh, that was pretty cool that they do that, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of knowing the structure of, like, the organization a little more. It's pretty cool that they'd let us do that. Uh, where I'm at now, I go to a GameStop in a mall again because I know um, I just kind of like that atmosphere more. And uh, they do 9 p.m. releases because they can't convince the mall to stay open. So... Uh, if if they do do a late night, they just do it at nine because it's not like you have to go online to patch and install the game anyways. So it's not like you can play it early. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I go to um. I've actually changed up since since working there. I go to a uh, a, a local mom and pop shop, and they mm-hmm. they'll give off the game like two days early. They don't care. Oh yeah. And yeah, uh, what, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And uh, so so I mean. I, you know, obviously you don't play it or whatever until, but, um, and then, uh, Best Buy do all the shopping online with the Best Buy yep. gamers club or whatever. I mean, well, I got Amazon prime, so we'll see if I start getting stuff through them. Yeah. All right. But yeah. So, uh, I have some ideas of some stuff you're a big fanboy of, but, uh, I guess go ahead and lay them out. Uh, it's, uh. I feel like there's a lot. I think probably one of the biggest things that I'm a fanboy of is, um, and and it's and it has nothing to do with the company that makes it, ironically, but the Skate series. Mm, it's yeah. it's just it. I don't know. It's always been one of my go-to games where you know you get a lot of those people that you hear, especially like I said, we work at GameStop and people are like, mm-hmm. oh, when I'm bored, you know, I play Call of Duty or Battlefield. Like Skate was always kind of my go-to. And it yeah. was well. Did you like? Uh, you, do you just like that type of game? Like, did you play the Tony Hawks too? Not including the, uh, ooh, what was the one with the uh, little stand on board? Uh, yeah. What was that one? Uh, was it? Was it Ride? I think it might have been Ride. Yeah, Ride and Downhill Jam came out around that time. Yeah. I think used it too. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I did not play those. Um, <laughs> I played the. I definitely played the early ones. Uh, I, I think when I was a kid, I ended up getting a, a demo disc for PS One with the original. Tony Hawk back in the demo disc days. Those were awesome. Uh, oh. But yeah, I got the original Tony Hawk and I was like, I need this. <laughs> and <laughs> I think, I think uh, I, I pestered my dad enough to, mm. uh, to pick it up for me. And I, I think I played that game. Like we're kind of spoiled these days where we buy a game and then it's like, you know, like 10 hours and we're kind of bored of it. Like yeah. I played that for like two years. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, that was definitely a time when like you had you owned like ten games, right? And that's to you, that's all the games that existed in the world. And going back to demo discs, um, I mean, those were those were huge. I mean, I almost never bought a game that I never played that I didn't play a demo of. If yeah. I've never played it, it and just it it didn't exist. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff that like looking back it just totally missed me because I you know I wasn't paying attention during that time or you know like I had Pokemon Yellow on my Game Boy so I didn't need anything else. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I mean that's happening with me right now. Um, going through Persona, like 
the the whole paragraph of my my review is okay like i'm a big rpg fan i mean jrpgs not so much anymore but that used to be my bread and butter like i've never played a persona game i've never played a uh, megami tensei game mm-hmm. so going into this game there's some things that they kind of just expect you to know because they're like dude we've made like seven of these and uh i'm having to kind of do a little bit of catch up but um you know otherwise i'm enjoying it so nice uh but yeah that that kind of when you just have those like holes that you just didn't really get why people were so big about it mm-hmm. um but yeah so definitely skate which yeah uh I, if i recall it looks like somebody might be playing around with something along that line uh yeah a new one there is a um there's a a small mobile developer and they the the reason that it's kind of happening is because um the guys that are making it have teamed up with um street league skateboarding which is rob beardick's um Mm. kind of like skate competition and everything feeds into it in the skateboarding world like i just went to the um skate park at tampa for the tampa pro contest and um the people who qualify there uh if they don't already have a like basically the person who does the best at that competition gets a pass into the street league skateboarding finals for pros Mm -hmm. um so they've teamed up with them it's a ton of marketing that they do on uh like the networks um like uh etn wherever it airs it airs sometimes on espn and uh of course all of the magazines you know hoard out on their social media and their websites and stuff um right but the game you can download now is uh just called truescape it's on ios and it's basically like playing with um like kind of like tech decks it, it they have all these different levels and you just kind of push with one thumb and uh then when you're done pushing you know you kind of like set up your thumbs like your front and your back foot and then you just flick the board kind of um, and they're taking it to the big screen. And um, if you head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc., where we post all of our daily stuff, um, there is an article up there that I uh, that I wrote with some video showing off um, some of the TrueScape big screen stuff, which is, I guess, what they've been calling it. Um, it's just coming out on, you know, for PC and Mac, but, uh, you know, might see more later. And wow. it, it looks really good. Like, they have hold animations, but the board floats um, properly, which is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember back into any of the video games you played, when when you do a trick, aside from Skate, because they have their, um, you know, they, they had their own thing. They were kind of like the innovator of this. But I feel like True Skate does it a bit more. If, uh-huh. like, when you flip the board in real life, and you catch it with your front foot, like you do a kickflip, and you catch it with your front foot. It doesn't just snap to your foot, and then you float right. to the ground safely. It bounces around. Like you, you have to, you really have to control it. And this game does that really well. You see the front foot stop the board from spinning, and then you know it, it, it kind of like pivots almost. You know, kind of like wobbles left and right uh, until you land on the ground. And wow. it can change your. Uh, you know, like your um, like if it's a clean landing or whatever, it looks really great. I really recommend going to check it out. Their Kickstarter's up too, so I, huh. I think that kind of thing needs to be funded because you know, you know, if it's a terrible game, that's fine. But you know, you got to give those kind of you know, it's their first crack at right. like a big yeah, like game. I mean, not only that, but when we were um, 
you know, when we were working at GameStop, like, there's certain games that people just are constantly asking about, and, you know, they want to know if there's a new one, they want to go buy. I mean, like, you know, GameStop primarily, you know, works off of the used games, and, like, when somebody comes in and they want to buy a 10- or 11-year-old game for, like, a deprecated system and everything, then you know there's something special about that. And, like, um, that was something that, you know, I, I didn't... I, I played uh, Tony Hawk for... Uh, N64, what was that, Pro Skater 2 or 3? Yeah, I think they but, had a uh, few of them on there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I got, I got, I didn't get the first one, but uh, it was one where you could unlock Spider-Man. I think it was 2. That was 2. Yeah, so, um, you know, other than that, I never really got into them, and that was, again, that was one of those games that, you know, I owned, like, six games. So that was one of my games I played. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I never really played any of the skates. I definitely have seen you play some, um, but... That was something that people would come in, and they would want to buy the whole Skate Trilogy, like, just outright. And it was, I mean, Skate 3, do you remember what year that came out? I mean, yeah, that was old when we were working. 2007. It came out the year I graduated high school. Yeah. So, like, I'm working there between, what, 11, like, the December of 11, and from when I started my first holiday there through to when we went down to Orlando, years later, my, my entire bachelor's degree later... Yeah, uh, I mean, people were coming in looking for skate games, and it's it's just one of those things that, um, nothing really replaced it. Like the newer Tony Hawk games were pretty universally not, uh, not received like super well, I would say. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it just that niche hasn't really been filled, and uh, it's there's definitely an opportunity there. Um, hopefully, people will put some money behind it, and like you said, if it turns out to be not a great game at least somebody tried and then they can you know whether it's that company or whether it's another company they can learn like what was bad what was good about it what do people want more of what do people want less of and then finally put out maybe that skate for or the skate rebirth or whatever that is going to kind of bring that genre back yeah and I, like the biggest thing is you know it put, it puts um some competition in the marketplace especially it looking right. as good as they've shown for the tests uh the downfall is they're you know if they don't reach their goal they're not they're not gonna make it and uh, yeah it doesn't look like they're probably gonna reach their goal unfortunately but uh, that sucks um, but hopefully you know it was enough to like make, yeah maybe they'll be able to do like a second push yeah maybe they'll be able to do that or you know EA uh, who makes skate you know had eyes on it and they're like oh man right you know that you know that could be could be big i mean i, I read a lot of things and um it, it kind of comes down to for this people don't understand how the creation process for games works they don't have mm. all the animations in the the videos that they've shown off so it doesn't it doesn't look as it polished. looks like yeah yeah it's a it's a it's not even an alpha you know yeah i mean a lot of times on kickstarter i mean some people come in with like you know, here's our game that we've already spent $50,000 on, and we just want to make sure that there's interest. Like, um, a lot of games on Kickstarter don't necessarily need that funding. They're just using that funding as a source to show, like, okay, look, I already have 10,000 buyers. And that's not even counting the people that haven't heard about it. That's not counting their friends who are going to buy it to play it with them, whatever. So, um, you know, for these kind of smaller companies that really need that revenue stream, Kickstarter's kind of died for them. Mm-hmm. Which really sucks. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so, like... I, I think it could um, be good for the genre, you know? 
Um, yeah. At least, you know, they, they, they yeah, you know, they took a crack at it, and then you know, maybe they don't get all the money that they need or something, and you know, maybe it'll get picked up by someone else. Who knows? Yeah. So, so you know, this potential promise there. I mean, I don't want another. Uh, I guess like Guitar Hero Rock Band situation where it's like, you know, it is just a good idea. Like it's maybe not executed perfectly for these newer ones. Um, but you know, the, the real problem was kind of oversaturation. And there was a time when there was a skate game and a Tony Hawk game coming out every year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where they were competing against each other and that's what killed them probably. Yeah. It was, that's definitely like, what killed rock band. It was really like, it would be like skate would be out and then they would usually take two or three years between their cycle. And, right, uh, and then in between there, Tony Hawks's would come. Yeah, out. two two Tony Hawks would come out, and they would be trash. Yeah. Oh man, with that, I don't know who made the board, but from now on, any time that there's a peripheral that doesn't do well, it has to be Mad Cats's fault. <laughs> Actually, it was probably THQ. I know THQ didn't have the license or whatever, but I guarantee they had a hand in that because they, if they were going to make a bad that is board a, peripheral, it was THQ. Yeah, that that is a THQ thing. I just I, I imagine. Rest yeah. in peace. <laughs> They had their time. Did you see uh, that <laughs> studio? Uh, the the t- what used to be THQ Nordic mm-hmm. got the rights to use THQ again. Yeah, and uh, they created a, a Nordic THQ like humble bundle, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's uh, dark. Is that up now, that or did that just end? Should be up now. Let me check. I, because I looked at it and I was like, "Shit." That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's some. I mean, just. Uh, I think somebody said just Darksiders like War Master Edition or whatever you know the collector's edition was. That game by itself is more expensive than the bundle. Yeah, they, if you were to go by that, they have. Um, you know, to pay fifteen bucks, you get Darksiders. Um, yeah, Darksiders, Darksiders two, um, Darksiders two, uh, Definitive Edition for PS4. Yeah. Um, Darksiders, wow. uh, yeah, the War Edition that you were talking about, the War Mastered Edition for PS4, mm-hmm. um, MX vs. ATV Supercross for PS3, MX uh, vs. ATV Supercross Encore for PS4, uh, Destroy All Humans, Kronos, Red Faction, Arcana. Wow. Um, yeah, and yeah, a lot of those big. are for a lot of those are for um, PS4. A couple of them will work on your old PS3 that you're using to play Persona Five, I believe. Persona 5 is the final game to come out for the PS3, finally. Please, for the love of God, just die. It's, oh, the library on that game. Or that system. Yeah. It's just... I'm surprised people are still going... Like, the only reason I ever, you know, like, log on to the PS3 is, of course, if I want to mm-hmm. play Skate. Or, um... I, I do have some downloadable titles on there that I don't have elsewhere. So, at least yeah. until, yeah. um... You know, until Skate gets over on PS4, they make a new one or something. Or uh, until, you know, one of the big things was um, the Crash Bandicoot. You could play all the Crash Bandicoots on mm. PS3, and you couldn't on PS4. But they got the, what is it, like the That's Insane Trilogy coming out in June. Yeah. So it looks like uh, as of, we're recording this on the 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got 10 days left. So, um, we should definitely have this out in time for people to hear about it and go buy that. Cause that, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, um, it's really cool that they were allowed to be called THQ and it's really cool that they got access to, you know, some of that back catalog that they have the rights to now. And, uh, they're able to kind of keep some of that stuff alive instead of, 
I mean, THQ really, um, I mean, they made their mistakes or whatever, but they really got the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. It was really... I was a big fan of THQ. I, I was really, um, really impressed when, you know, it was announced and stuff was happening, the way that the industry just kind of swallowed up those people. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, well, you're out of a job, sucks to be you, nerd. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you mean the people. It, yeah, the people, specifically yeah. the artists and the developers, you know, oh, right. you worked on Red Faction? Cool, we got some stuff for you to do over here, you know, if you want. Yeah, I mean, um, even the stuff like, uh, what was some of the things that came out? Um, oh, shoot, not, uh, what was the uh, the War in America game that they made a sequel to that also was bad? Um, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it, it, was, it was terrible. Homecoming, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. Home front. Home, home front. front, yeah. Yeah, the new... Uh, <laughs> we might have to edit that a little bit. The new um, <laughs> home front... Uh, like, the new one did bad. The original one did very badly. Um, but, you know, they like, they're like, sure, let's give it a chance. Yeah. I, I forget who bought it, but, uh, yeah, they put another one out. I mean... And I um, will say the one thing about the game is, you know, the game might not be good, might not be good as a game, but as a visual, it looks pretty good. The oh, I mean, like the, invo- the idea the of art, yeah, the art yeah. is really good. The story, it's all there. And I guess it just goes to show you that, you know, if you're missing one of the key elements for a game, it kind of falls mm-hmm. apart. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where, like, you can have a bad, um, you know, whatever it is. Like, I, I think one of their big issues was their uh, multiplayer, like connectivity was a problem and there was like a ton of just like drop in drop out like characters didn't work properly um that can be bad and your game can be all right but that can't be bad when your game is a multiplayer online game yeah like in uh in andromeda i actually didn't even mention in my review um i couldn't get on and do the multiplayer like at all uh i i got into i had a problem getting teams to work because people were just waiting for their friends to drop in so they just kicked me out as soon as i showed up but then finally when i was able to get into a match like a quarter of the way through the match i just got forced out and it like logged me all the way back out to the home screen the whole game crashed out which doesn't happen a lot on these damn consoles yeah you know what i mean so there was i don't know what it is but it was a big issue that's actually and, um, that's actually all i've seen is the multiplayer aspect for andromeda um, i've heard it's great i watched one of our uh one of our mgi friends uh grim uh, if you've mm-hmm. followed any of my streams or anything, you know, I've had him on before. Um, uh, he's a good dude. And yeah, I watched him play for uh, probably about a half an hour. And it seemed a lot like three, but, it, you know, it was cool. Yeah. I liked it. Just little tweaks, improvements. Uh, definitely that jetpack. Mm. So, um, I mean, the, I'm not a big fan of multiplayer usually, but uh, definitely, um, I mean, I'm going to try it out at some point. It's just... I've heard that they did a big fix to it. it. Whatever their issues were, they've tried to patch them in this uh, this Tuesday's patch. So um, I'll be giving that a try again at some point. Cool, yeah. But uh, yeah, so um, I mean, you know, just when we were talking to each other about this before we started recording, um, we did want to kind of talk about, you know, being a fanboy, talk about, um, I mean, the biggest thing about fanboys, I guess, fanboyism, is that... Uh, to an outside observer that doesn't share your fandom, it just looks like totally stupid. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you just don't understand why somebody's super into it. I mean, I get that a lot with, uh, not necessarily game related, but like, I love M. Night Shyamalan. I love every single M. Night Shyamalan movie that's come <laughs> out, even the bad ones. And I can look at it and see that it's bad. So I'm not just like a total lunatic, 
But, uh, like, The Happening legitimately is one of my favorite movies, and me and my girlfriend will watch it, like, once a year. For sure, we're going to watch The Happening. We need to see Marky Mark. <laughs> Marky right. Mark versus the Trees is the alternate title of that movie. So, um, but yeah, you know, like, so, it's, it's definitely, uh, I, I think we should mention things that we know that people are huge fans of that we just don't understand. So that way we can get some hate mail flowing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's just good. to get that, get interactions up, like make sure people just know exactly how to destroy us. Make sure we get my address and social security number out there so people can take care of me in real life. Yeah. So, uh, uh I'll let you go ahead. Um, yeah. I have a, I have a very incisive one. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I've, now I started out with, uh, I need to preface this so I don't get murdered. Uh, you know, I started out, my first system was an NES. It was, I guess, my dad's probably, but it was just around while I was growing up, so I don't really know where it appeared from. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I was that kid that had an uncle that worked at Nintendo, like everybody said. <laughs> and uh, so, like, I, I played a lot of Nintendo games. You know, Game Boy Color was Game Boy Color was my main system that really got me into games, I guess, because my family would travel a lot, and therefore I had a lot of time for Game Boy Color games. Right. Um, you know, I had an N64 I, for some reason, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I don't know how that happened. But uh, I've just never been a huge fan of Nintendo. Like, there are people that, like, obsessively collect, like... I mean, you know, there's obviously the people that have, like, every Amiibo and all the Amiibos that have, like, mismanufacturing problems or whatever. Um, there's... Uh, like, I, I've just never been a huge fan of Nintendo stuff. Nintendo games, I feel like, get... Uh, automatically get a better rating like i was really skeptical now again like interjection i have a nintendo switch on the way all right i didn't get it right when it came out but i i managed to track one down and i'm definitely gonna get it and uh even with zelda like breath of the wild widely hailed as possibly the best game ever made uh you know it's it's got all these perfect scores from a lot of you know reviewers that i really respect and you know i usually agree with their decisions and everything so, um, but I'm just not like, I'm not really a Legend of Zelda fan so much. I didn't play the original at the time. I don't think I was like functioning yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, like I see Zelda games get perfect tens all the time, especially like, uh, Game Informer is one of my main like review sites to check out that I don't write for, I guess. And, um, like they give, I think every Zelda game gets a perfect 10 or i mean 9.5 would like you get fired if you give a zelda game that low of a score so um i was just really skeptical about breath of the wild and i mean i actually talked with you a lot uh to kind of hear your opinions about it and everything and um you know like i played twilight princess on the wii i had a wii so like it was all right that game got a perfect 10 I mean, on the GameCube, it got a perfect 10, so that was a slightly different experience, you know, not quite so stupid, so you didn't just stand there, like, swinging your controller a couple inches all day. I do wonder if they're held to a different standard, because their system is at a different place than, right. you know, like like you'd see, like, Xbox or PlayStation. Um, well, yeah, it's hard to tell, because, I mean, like you said, um, you know, a game can be good without the best graphics ever seen by man. And it doesn't have to have like cutting edge multiplayer or whatever. Like, I mean, look at when bloodborne came out, that game crushed it. Yeah. I mean, it has multiplayer in it, but it doesn't have to when you play, you know what I mean? So like, um, a game can be good without the best of everything. 
but uh, I do feel like probably all you know mainline Nintendo games, um, and there's exceptions to that even. I mean, that uh, Metroid Prime uh, Federations or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that pretty much got panned. I mean, people were not a big. Uh, they, a lot of people were just saying like, just put a different license on it. Why does it have to be Metroid? So, um, you know, Nintendo gets its fair share of criticism too. And actually, I think it's kind of a popular thing to like gang up on Nintendo. Yeah, since there's all these Nintendo fanboys. Yeah. So, I mean, Switch so far. Now we're not going to talk about one two Switch, but <laughs> otherwise, like, uh, I think they've done a great job on it and everything. But you know, I look at it very objectively, not like I do with Bioware, which I'll just buy what they make. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I. I, I, can't, I can't say I'm a fan, I'm a Nintendo fanboy, but um, mm. I'm definitely a fan of Nintendo. Uh, you know, for yeah. what they for one for what they've done, and then for two, um, you know, coming up with um, ways to make these games that should seem irrelevant relevant. That's a good point. Like, um, I guess the Plants vs Zombies first person shooter actually did financially okay because mm-hmm. you know kids will buy anything. I guess sure. But, um, like, Splatoon did way better than they thought it was going to do. There's actually, like, a competitive Splatoon scene. Yeah, they actually have a... Which is um, bizarre. What, are they, what, what is that, like, MLG or whatever? They have, like, league mm-hmm. play of yeah. that. Which like, is crazy uh, to me. Yeah, according to, um, I guess, interviews and stuff, like, even people that worked on Splatoon, even Nintendo was like, okay, you know, we obviously thought it was going to do okay, we put our money behind it and everything, but, like... We didn't think it was going to be this big. So it was a total surprise for them. Yeah. Which is, uh, I, I you know, like... actually just played the um, Global Test Fire for Splatoon 2. Um, yeah. And it, it was fun. Uh, it's it, I don't think it's going to be a game that I'm going to go out and buy. Like, right, definitely not right away. Um, well, I mean, but, if you were to end up with it, that'd be all right. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my mentality. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, if it drops in price and I end up with it, that's cool. Um, right. I had fun playing it for the, the... Their global test fire was weird. It wasn't like, okay, let, you know, let's bring it out for a weekend or let's bring it out for a day. Yeah. Um, it was an it was hour. A couple hours, it, right? Well, it was literally, yeah, a couple hours. It was... Yeah. Friday, they gave you... Um, in you know east coast time a uh, set of hours in the afternoon and then a set of hours in the wee hours of the morning it was like mm-hmm. like between like i think it was like like two and three a.m yeah. and then nothing i don't think saturday or maybe there was one saturday and one sunday but i didn't get around to it until sunday again so i played mm-hmm. i played collectively probably about an hour and a half out of the two hours that i set aside to play wow yeah that's a uh... I mean, actually, if you're really looking at what it is, that's probably a really smart way to do. Because it's, I mean, it's, uh, a lot of people treat that kind of stuff as, like, a little demo opportunity for pre-orders or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, really, what those are, are server stress tests. And this one was very much like, okay, this is a stress test. We're going to get a ton of people on that all want to get in a game all at the exact same time. And we're going to have a very crunched down window of, like, okay... From 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. Sunday morning, get on and play and crush our servers. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably smart, but I'm sure... I, I mean, I've heard that people were kind of disappointed that they got so little time. It, it was um, it was actually uh, surprising. I didn't have any connectivity issues. I didn't have... Uh, I mm-hmm. didn't drop out of a single game. 
Um, wow. Yeah, I played through every single game that I got into um, until it was over. The only thing that took a while was um, waiting and match uh, matchmaking for the, you know, how many people that you need. I can't even remember. I think it was like it was like five v five or six v six or something. Okay. Yeah, that, that yeah. took a little bit, but that's really impressive. I mean, that kind of just shows that Nintendo realized, like, okay. This is a game that people are really into now. Like with two, they're going to be. Ex- they're, I think they're going to correctly expect. Uh, they're going to have better expectations of how the game is going to do, just because one is already out. But it is very Nintendo in the sense that yeah. um, <laughs> there isn't a lot of change. It feels a lot like the first one, and I didn't even yeah. own the. I didn't even buy the first one. I just I remember playing it um, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a lot of times where they did it like little free spots that you can play for a weekend or something. Yeah. Oh, well, and we worked at GameStop, I believe, when that so we came out, so I think I just took it out for the Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally get your uh, um, not understanding that, that fandom, like the huge, huge love for uh, Nintendo that some people have. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, what about you? Yeah, um, I guess mine, uh, y- you went with an entire like system. Uh, well, yeah, I, I called out a third of the game. A third of a game, much. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I, mine's on a smaller scale, but it's MOBAs in general. Just any of the, like, like League of Legends, Smite. Um, mm-hmm. The only one that I can tolerate, really, is Heroes of the Storm. Um, yeah. And I kind of toss... I don't I, I shouldn't toss these in there, but I think it's because they have a similar feel... Uh, and it's like uh, most card games, like Hearthstone and stuff okay. like that. Um, I don't see that. I played. I think I played every single, uh, like almost every single MOBA that's come out from you know League, Paragon, Smite, Heroes. I played like all of them. The only one that I can uh-huh. stomach really playing is uh, Heroes, and that's because I know the characters. I know every single character because of the you know Blizzard. Um, they've even right. added in some Overwatch characters, which is cool. I think they're supposed to be getting that Lucio. is cool. Um, yeah, and the and and I think I like that one. Um, it, it has to be just because of the characters, just because I, I know who they all are. Um, well, that's interesting. Do you? Uh, so you don't include Overwatch as a MOBA? I, I don't because it's a first-person shooter. I it, and it doesn't have that ten. I think it's that playstyle of your traditional MOBA where mm. okay, you have your lanes and Items. you go down the lanes, lanes. and you you know you, you attack the points and it just it's not something I can do for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I got into Heroes of the Storm, I probably wouldn't have even played it uh, was because Overwatch had uh, a specific skin or one of the characters oh, yeah, like you a, had to play. It was Oni Genji skin, right? and Oni Genji skin, which is yep. really badass actually. Um Yeah. <laughs> and that was the only reason I played it. Yeah, that's interesting. Um yeah, I know like I've been playing League of Legends for a long time. Again, since probably um probably like early 2011, so I didn't quite get on at the start. I mean, they had a lot of people by then already. Yeah. But um, that was still in its first season, I think. Yeah, I know, I know uh, you've been or, playing a long time. Yeah, and I play, I mean, like, I play, like, a dumb amount of League of Legends, which you have to to be any good. I mean, mm-hmm. that's definitely, like, that and Dota, um, Dota 2, I should say, you really have to, like, dedicate. Like, that has to be a game that maybe you don't do it daily, 
but certainly you play weekly. I mean, if you're not playing weekly, like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's like, what's the point? Go, like, uninstall and go actually have fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I play, uh, like, League of Legends is something that, like, I don't know, it's really weird to me, because, like, I don't like multiplayer games in general. Like, I don't, I don't play multiplayer games of games that I really like. So, like, uh, you know, the Dragon Age multiplayer and the Mass Effect multiplayer. Right. Uh, the older public MMO when that came out, like I was, I, I don't like MMOs either, and I was really disappointed in that game when it came out because of how. It, I mean, obviously, well, you can't make an MMO and then let people play single player; it just doesn't work. Well, I mean, expectations, you know, for Knights of the Old Republic to be MMO, right. it just. It was. I, I, was, I was really disappointed too. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so like, I mean, I don't like multiplayer stuff in general, and I do. I mean, I get the hype, so that's not something that is one of my like fanboy things that I don't get because I understand multiplayer. Um, but like, I, League of Legends is just something. I'm not even like a fanboy. I don't even really like it when I'm playing. Mm-hmm. It's just like something that I do. I don't know. It's weird. Huh. Um, I don't recommend it to people. Like, I have friends that play League of Legends, and, like, some are significantly better than me, and some are slightly worse, and there's a few of my friends that are pretty much at the same levels I am. But, uh, I don't know, like, playing with people that I know, like, stresses me out. Because either, like, if I'm, I, I don't really care if I do bad or whatever, like, I play it just to, like, satisfy an urge, I guess. Yeah. So I don't really care how well I do, which is not good. Like, other players do not like that. Yeah, yeah but, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of funny guy? too. Like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can already. I hear definitely make on. use of like, um, like I'm one of the people like after a match, if everybody was cool, I like give them all honor or whatever. Which is like, at, since they introduced it, like the first couple months it was introduced, people did that a lot, and then after that they just don't anymore. So like, uh, I try to like manage the community and work with them and everything. So I don't know if that makes I, you know I I just don't talk to enough people about it to know if that's normal or not. Yeah, I, but, uh, I like I noticed it in Heroes of the Storm uh, after a match. You know, people did good, and I was like, yeah, man. I mean, he was even on the other team, and he beat me down. Yeah, and no matter what I did, he was still beating me down. Like that's that, like you know, honestly, that's, that's my favorite person to come across is the guy that just like routinely destroys you, and then in the match. Well, actually, Heroes of the Storm doesn't have cross team talk, right? Mm, in the match, no, they don't. Yeah, so in League of Legends, like, so. I don't, sometimes you just, like, make a bad choice in life, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, like, I'll just be, like, I'm just the wrong champion to be fighting against somebody. Like, they're a natural counter to me or whatever. And, like, they just are wiping the floor. Like, I, it's down and dirty, like, X-rated. It's violent. Yeah. And, uh, like, I start getting, like, punished tube is calling me, trying to get the rights and everything. Like, it's brutal. <laughs> so, uh, I don't record any of these, so I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> But, uh, like, if you can just, like, talk with the enemy team and be like, oh, my God, you're destroying me. Like, it's funny when they, like, will respond and be cool about it. And sometimes, like, I've even gotten messages from my team. Like, not that I'm, like, being, uh, like, a troll to my team or anything. But just, like, I'm talking with this other guy and we're, like, getting really friendly. We're, like, making jokes and stuff. Like, my team's like, dude, can you stop talking to them? We're trying to win here. (laughs) You're being a dick. Quit it. Yeah. Like, we don't want to be cool with him. We want to be pissed at him and we want to kill him. Or, like, they want, like, somebody told me once to, like, try to trick him and be like, oh, watch out, my team's coming up from the brush or whatever. And then, like, the person, you know, like, they usually, they don't care. Like, they know not to believe what the enemy team's telling you or whatever. So, it's kind of funny. <laughs> nice. But, uh. That's funny. Yeah, like, that's actually, again, that's something, I'm in that fandom, but I don't, 
understand it while I'm in it. It's really bizarre. Yeah, yeah, that, it, it, it's interesting. Um, I mean, the, I mean, I could see myself going back and playing Heroes of the Storm. There's some interesting things like mm-hmm. uh, I know there are these two characters that um, you have to have a friend. It's it, it's like a two headed um, like a two headed um, like Cyclops. Oh, it's it, yeah, it, it's, it's like a yeah, it's it's Gol and Cho, and you have to have a friend playing the opposite. So if you're playing one awesome. and um, one of the friends, obviously well, like you can control the, where the guy, where, you know, where your character moves and he's really good for up close com- or um, yeah, like up close combat. And then the other guy is good for um, quick escapes. So he can make the other guy run faster and he does ranged attacks. Yeah, that's awesome. It's super. I, I, I when I saw it, like I probably played, you know, an hour, and then I saw that character. I saw two guys playing it, and I was like, "What are we even looking at here?" And I looked through <laughs> all of the characters, and I was like, "I've never seen anything like that before." That's awesome. Yeah, League of Legends uh, is actually kind of copying that. Like, um, I that's fairly typical that Blizzard will like innovate, and then everybody's like, "Okay, let's do that." Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, look, um, look what Blizzard's doing. Let's everyone jump on board with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the original like where all these mobas come from was. I guess there was several mods, but, like, the first, uh, Dota, which is Defense of the Ancients, mm-hmm. um, that was, like, the first one to really get a lot of traction, a lot of attention and everything, and, uh, I mean, it was built into, what, Warcraft 3, I guess? Huh. So, um, you know, it was just a Battle.net mod that, like, I mean, the people, some of the original creators, like, some of them went and made Dota 2 for Valve, which was a whole thing, uh, some of them went and made League of Legends, like, um... It's really interesting how it kind of came about. And it was like a Blizzard thing to start with. And then Blizzard was super late to the game with Heroes of the Storm, finally. And, uh, I don't know, like, I played the... I've been on, like, an alpha list for Blizzard for a while. I think I probably got something through GameStop. Mm-hmm. But, uh... So, like, I played Heroes of the Storm. And not to say that I'm, like, good at League of Legends. I get silver, usually, most seasons. So, like... I don't know, that's like 75th percentile. Like, I'm in the vast majority of kind of not great players. Right. And, um, which is fine with me. And, uh, so, like, I was playing Heroes of the Storm and I was at that skill level already. And, I mean, there were people that had literally never heard of a MOBA playing that game. Which is, I mean, as far as, like, it's really, uh, Heroes of the Storm is really accessible. It's got great, like, optics, it's got really good outreach to people. Um, they have the ability to, like, you know, if you're playing Diablo 3, they can say, hey, go play, uh, play as Diablo in five rounds of Heroes of the Storm and we'll give you a new skin or a new item or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, they can, their, their ability to, like, transplant their user base is really amazing. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that was, uh, that was really impressive. And just being on Heroes of the Storm and seeing, um, all the people that are like, hey, looking for a group to, uh, you know, do this Genji thing. Like, mm-hmm. that's, it. That's what a lot of it was, but yeah. Um, but then when you got in game, there was I feel like the vast majority of people talking that didn't uh, like just didn't really it, know what they were doing. Yeah, well, I mean, th- there was the vast majority of people that were playing that were like, "Man, we need to get these Genji guys out of here. They're really bringing this down for us." <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so it was funny, but collectively. I, I, I'm just I'm not a fan of it, and I've tried. Yeah. I just I can't I, I can't put myself in that to I guess care enough 
about yeah, it. I think that's a big part of like, I mean, there's things that you just get, which is like, you know, I, I understand why people like Nintendo. I don't understand quite why so many reviewers adore Nintendo so much, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, in general, like usually you just kind of understand a lot of fandoms. And then that's one definitely like you're saying where like when you really like truly just don't understand it and it becomes something that you're kind of against, uh, you kind of have to try it out. And it's like, there's a lot of things that I've tried that even if I thought it was going to be awesome going in and then it's like, okay, this is garbage. I hate this. And everybody who likes it is stupid. (laughs) You know, when you get that kind of thing, that's when you really turn against fandom in general. And it's like, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of the old thing where like, if you really truly hate something, you kind of almost love it. Like you're very obsessive about it and you know, a lot of details about the things you hate. I do. So I do find it interesting that, that you brought up Overwatch for MOBA, and I get mm-hmm. that people kind of connect that. Yeah. D- does Blizzard call that a MOBA? No, I mean, I'm not sure. I think it's just a, like an arena shooter. Yeah, I'm not really sure how they describe it because they they never want their games to fall into um, categories like that. Yeah, uh, which is kind of weird. They usually invent the category, I guess. So maybe that's why. That's true. They definitely. But do. um. Like, it's it really what I've, um, just from, I, I don't play Overwatch too much because I'm not really into first-person shooters. I'm just, my reflexes aren't really good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm primarily a console player too, so that doesn't help with first-person shooters. But, uh, like, it's 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 really like Team Fortress, almost. Yeah, it, it, so it definitely is. Whatever you would refer to Team Fortress as, uh, it's not, like, arena shooter is, like, unreal. So it's not really that. It just a competitive shooter? It's, I it's basically I don't know where you would it's it. basically Call of Duty without the any sort of story, right? And it's like, but uh, it's objective dedicated. Based. Yeah, it's objective based. It's an objective based team shooter hybrid. Blizzard, you got us again, you rat son of a bitch. Good that, job. I think that uh, what's really cool is that Overwatch was actually Project Titan. Yeah, like. It was going to be their new MMO to, you know, basically take the throne of World of Warcraft, they were hoping. I don't know if anything ever will, well, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that they converted it so far. Like, I mean, to be fair, like, an MMO can be a shooter. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of those. I mean, but uh, what do you think was kept from Project Titan? I, I would imagine characters. Um, world. You think the whole world was kept? Well, I know... Um, I don't know a ton about Overwatch, just because... You know, all I know is the stuff I kind of hear about it because I don't really play it. Um, but you know how, like, there there were definitely like distinct races kind of described, um, like what the Zen is it Zenyatta the the robot yeah. dudes yep. like those robots were going to be one of the core races, kind of like in Destiny how there's like a robot race. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part I think most of the I think the story definitely. Um, most of the world building that they did, I think, was for Titan. But, I mean, it's hard to tell. Yeah, that's interesting, too. I, I never really thought about it. Like, I, I remembered hearing about, uh, what was it, Project Titan. And then mm-hmm. um, and then it was just like, well, that didn't work out, so here's Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, you know, there was a big, like, fuss about them having to cancel it or whatever. Yeah. Which now seems like totally false 
but it, you know i don't know what their original vision for it was other than they said mmo yeah why would they which, have to cancel it they're i mean they're blizzard you know i mean they really didn't they just kind of ate it and then yeah they're just like you well know, spat it out in a new way yeah that's interesting which is cool. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's something that um, I'm really into that, and I'm really into a studio that's willing to put, um, like, I mean, this is Blizzard, and I believe they had been acquired by Activision by the time they were working on Titan, or during that time, possibly. But like, they're like, okay, we're gonna throw some bucks down on this idea, and they spent money, and then when it wasn't gonna work, all right, toss it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it did. It, it survived as Overwatch or whatever, which I mean, probably did better than any MMO would have done. That's true. But um, you know, even then, like, it's really good that a company can just kind of axe something when it's not working. You know? Yeah, when they have to. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about how many games like that. It's, sometimes it's bad too because th- how many games wouldn't exist if they got to a point where they were like, "Oh, this sucks, scrap it." Yeah. But you know. I still, I still like that a company w- is willing to just say like, "This is not what I want to make," and just not make it. Yeah, you know, even with money invested. So, and and I guess that's another thing, uh, like a fan base that I, I think would fall under this. A fan base you don't understand that I think I'm more of a fan of is MMO. I'm definitely yeah. an MMO fan. Well, that that's one that I definitely like understand on a logical level. It's just not. Like I'm not a social gamer at all. Well, I, 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 I guess can... I should say immerse yourself in you. You you just I ever since at least ever since I've known you, you've never been like uh, never been the social gamer. You've never been the person that's like, hey, right. I, well, you know, I want to play this. Um, and if it was, it was something kind of like a that we could just like zone out. Basically. Yeah, zone out. Do ridiculous voices and just joke around and like uh, what was it? We played Destiny. Dying Light for a while. Destiny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dying Light was good. Dying Light was funny. I have some. Dying Light was kind of their their multiplayer didn't run great. I have some horrific but, uh, screenshots from that game. <laughs> I mean, that game is made of horrific screenshots. Yeah, it's just a series of horrific screenshots made into a playable video. The scene between the zombies' legs yep. was so horrifying. <laughs> That's uh okay. What did they get in trouble for that and have to patch it out? I don't think or so. Was that a different? That was a different. Game? That was a different game. Yeah, they uh. I mean, sometimes you just model a little too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta keep those artists, like, under control. <laughs> That's a nightmare. <laughs> uh, if, if anyone watching this is, hasn't seen that, just go ahead and go ahead and Google that. It's yeah. It has to be around. Be careful what, with it's... how you word that. I don't even want to say how to word <laughs> it, because if I say how to word it, it's going to take you to a pretty dark fucking place. So... Well, yeah, you don't want to look at zombie upskirt. Yeah. That's just a nightmare. That's bad news bears. You would that. think that when you would think that when you go to make you remember that collector's edition statue they were gonna make and they were like okay that's in bad taste. Um, uh, I, it was gonna be like the bikini boob zombie like bust, but with had no head. Wait, they did, but it wasn't. They did that. They did that in the UK. It just didn't come out. Oh, yeah. in America, and it was well. They were able to stop the production after a certain amount were made, and then they just released it in the UK because the UK will buy anything. Yeah. I mean, they should have released it in Japan. They'd buy it for sure. Oh, yeah. But, who that, I mean, that? that's where they probably all got shipped to, to be fair. It's, it's, like, that's yeah, probably... Everybody in the UK bought them and then sold them on eBay to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. That probably. seems likely. But, uh... God, it's huh. a nightmare. Yeah. It really is. But, uh, I wonder... Because I know that they're hard at work on probably a sequel. Um, for... Those are the guys that split from Deep Silver, right? 
Yeah, Techland. Techland. Yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't heard a peep out of them, so I hope a like a Dying Light two would be amazing. Just totally different story and everything. Don't continue it, please. Yeah, just make it something totally new in that world. It was a, it was a really fun game, I, and um, I do mm-hmm. feel if like as we move forward, if uh, I don't get something along that level of um, kind of like Left for Dead. Like Dead Island, you know, I, I do get an itch to play that kind of game. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, running weirdly, zombies have kind of like died out again. Yeah, they have. Like, even if it's no not fun. zombies, like, you know, if if like something new crops up, you know, that being well, able to like a run, funky... run and drop kick something, and then stand yep. up and throw a hatchet into its head, it's yep. it's super satisfying. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's not really a. I mean, it's it, it's a it's a special type of open world game where it's got like funky mechanics, like driving. Mm-hmm. That's awesome that they had driving in it because I mean they had to add that later. But um, that's something that a lot of open world games just kind of cut out. Or you know, like in Mass Effect, you pop into the tank to drive around a little bit, and it's basically just a point A to point B type thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, Dying Light had some great mechanics. The flying drop kick is just amazing. Yeah. It's, like, it's the most satisfying thing ever to just slam both feet into some dude's chest and he gets impaled on some boards. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, in my mind, I didn't even think of that as an attack, as much, you know, rather than a mode of transportation. The drop kick oh, yeah, was and, how I got around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> if, I mean, even if there wasn't a zombie there, but especially if there was a zombie there. And, do, like, doing it off buildings, just... Yep. Double foot and drop kick off a building, and then they're just happy. Basically, you land on a zombie. He still goes flying. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. And that's not even to mention what the game did. What, like, what I feel like Dying Light did correct. Like, they had right. so many Easter eggs, and the game was a good pace. It wasn't too long, it wasn't too short. Um, yeah, I could definitely. It did a good job of, like, I, it empowered you. But then also there were times when you were just horrified. Like that one time we were playing multiplayer and you had to go out at night and like collect something and there's like 10,000 of the super night zombies around. Yeah. Like it was a power trip and also like you're the weakest dude in the world at the same time. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. They did a great job and I could definitely see a, um, I could, I something could new. I could to that. Yeah. I could see something definitely. new coming from that and me being very interested. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, I th- um, yeah, I think that's a... Uh, I think it's a good jumping off point, um, you know, for things that we are definitely in the fandom of and can't understand or out of the fandom of. Um, right. Yeah, man. Do you have anything else that you want to? I don't think so. I think that's a good, uh, we're at about 54 minutes and 20 seconds. So it's a pretty good starting chunk, I think. Cool. Um, yeah. And as always, uh, I, I, I guess I'll just take the podcast out like I do most, uh, most streams um if you get a chance yeah. head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc browse around check out some of our contents where we post daily um you know reviews news and all that hit the like button up top like the videos and content that you're a fan of don't be afraid to comment we've been trying to be more interactive in that respect and uh share right. us with your friends um we also have a youtube twitter just any of the social media platforms uh search up mammoth games inc and i'm pretty sure you'll find us so um yeah and for mammoth games inc i'm next one i'm filter cord thanks for hanging out guys